2: From border to border, across the Commonwealth of Kentucky,
0: this is Big Blue Insider. Talk to Dick Gabriel. Call 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. Or statewide at 1-800-606-GAME. That's 1-800-606-4263. Or you can tweet the show at Insider one Now, here's Dick Gabriel.
3: Hello, everybody. Through the facilities of the iHeartMedia Megaplex, this is Dick Gabriel. This is the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Coming up tonight, Aaron Gershon will join us. He is still up in the New York area. Actually grew up in Connecticut, so he was close to home when he covered the Wildcats and UCLA. And we're going to talk, believe it or not, a little World Cup soccer, World Cup football. Mark Berger will join us, former longtime talk show host and soccer aficionado here in Lexington. We'll also hear from a couple of football Wildcats with a bowl game coming up. Billy Rutledge in the studio as well will be a part of the statewide BBI. I had no idea buying a
4: big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100
1: Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com.
4: The same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar & Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at cellargrill.com. That's cellargrill with an e.com. You can also follow the Cellar on social media or call us at 317-8301. From the Cellar Bar & Grill to your door tonight. Call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar & Grill delivery.
5: Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit barneymellers.com for more inspiration.
6: At Barney Miller's, if you can dream it, we can design it.
1: Hey guys, game's on!
6: Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den...
7: Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos.
6: Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services, like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto-pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you.
8: A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road.
9: Get your boots at the boot short. <laughs>
8: The Livesey Group is a family-owned
6: CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call or visit 1913 Group.com.
3: Border to border, it is the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, Billy Rudlitz. Let us go to the celebrity hotline. And I said he was in New York, but I forgot. Aaron Gershon got on a plane early today, said goodbye to dad, flew to Florida, where he's chilling right now, down at mom's place. Aaron, you're living the life, brother.
10: Absolutely. It's uh, it's good to be on the road a little bit and then, uh, you know, back to Nashville for the bowl game on the 28th. But uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good time if, unless you're a, a Kentucky player at the free throw line.
3: <laughs> and we'll talk a lot about that. Aaron, of course, is the beat writer for the Cats ball. So he spends a lot of time on the road, but in places like Starkville and Fayetteville, if he hadn't been there yet, he will. Um, so let's talk about that. First of all, how much fun for you? You've been to Madison Square Garden. You grew up in Connecticut. Uh, first of all, did you drive to the game?
10: Yeah, my dad and brother uh, went a thing, okay. so uh, okay. I, I drove with them. In. I was going to ask
3: you to tell me about your train ride, but you drove to the game. Uh, easy to park, I'm sure, right?
10: Yeah, you got a reserve <laughs> parking
3: <laughs> nice. nowadays.
10: It's an arm and a leg, but luckily, it yeah. uh, dad was there and didn't have to charge that one to the company. So, well,
3: hand, the re- <laughs> hand the receipt to Daryl Bird and the Caspaws. All right, right. So, so tell me, from uh, were you up in the press box, up in the corners? Where were you?
10: No, they actually had us behind the baseline. Oh my, which was unbelievable! Yeah, they had the whole uh, every local media writer. We were all on the baseline, right behind one of the buckets. It was an awesome setup, and yeah, it, like you said, growing up going to Knicks games, it was a it was a dream come true to cover yeah, a game in the Garden for the first time. It was it was a, definitely an awesome uh, experience all around. Well, and uh, they took good care of. Us let's
3: let's shift gears on that awesome stuff and tell me what were your thoughts as the missed shots, and they were oh good gosh. ones and the missed free throws piled up one after the other
10: yeah it was it was a train wreck I mean it was just it was hard to hard to fathom, especially yeah. the free throws I mean five for thirteen Ugh. is almost it's almost impossible yeah. i mean this is uh it, they're called free throws for a reason, and I understand that. You know, there are different shots and different mechanics and all that, but it it just can't happen. And, you know, I asked Cal after the game if he thought it was mechanical or mental, and he definitely went the mental way. But he also made the comment that we're not usually this bad a free throw shooting team. But, you know, I hate to break it to you, but you're ranked 351st in the country in free throw percentage right now. So you're not a good free throw shooting team. And, you know, you leave eight points on the board. That's, you know, that's a two point game. If you make all of them, even if you don't make all of them, it's a much closer game. And you could see it from, you know, we got the great perspective uh, from being behind the basket and we were under the basket that Kentucky was shooting on in the first half. And man, can you tell they're trying to aim it? It is in their head. Uh, And it's problematic. And then as far as just missing field goals and, and three-point attempts—it's just kind of been more of the same of what we've seen in these big games so far this season. It really wasn't anything new, and you definitely, you know, see the spacing issues. They are jumbled up, uh, and it's a train wreck offensively. And it's a shame because they're playing really hard on the defensive end, and really outside of the last four and a half minutes, rebounded really well on Saturday. But uh, the offense is a train wreck at the moment. Well, yeah,
3: and the thing is, spacing is an issue. There's no question. But I kept, you know squinting at the TV. I'm like, you know, how much of this is the actual offense and the flow and how much of this is just missing makeable shots? And somebody pointed out that UCLA hit a few floaters. Kentucky missed every floater. (laughs) And you've been to practice. That, folks, is the first drill they run, isn't it, Aaron? Uh, Aside Mm -hmm. from the individuals, they run from every angle. They run. Everybody has to know how to hit floaters, and they couldn't buy one.
10: Absolutely, enough. They could not buy one. And you had a, you had one that was airballed by Wheeler. Yes. and You kind of knew, okay, it, it's not going to be good tonight. And it was just, yeah, like you said, there were definitely some shots, especially the floater game uh, that was open, and they just they couldn't hit them. They just couldn't hit them. And obviously, from three point range, they were they were bad again in a no. big game. And Case Moss had an off night shooting. C.J. Frederick was nothing, and Antonio Reeves hit only had two shots. I mean, it was just. It was an all system failure on the offensive end, whether it was, you know, opportunities missed or just like we were talking about bad spacing and bad offense. Um, And the other thing, too, is, you know, uh, again, the fourth spot and Chris Livingston, when he was playing great, was at the three spot. And he he was the lone him and Lance Ware were the only two. I think you can come away from this game uh, happy with their performances. But Chris at the three was excellent. But the four spot again. Uh, I mean, at least offensively. I mean, Lance came in and hustled and got some boards. Jacob Toppin was—I hate oh, to pick man. on him—but it was a nothing again
3: on his home turf.
10: On his home turf with his brother there. Yeah. His brother was on the. They showed him on the on the big screen.
11: Uh, you mentioned C.J. Frederick. This is a guy that shot forty-seven percent from three his final mm-hmm. year at Iowa. And in this game versus UCLA, he logged, was it six minutes? And didn't have a single (laughs) stroke of ink on the entire scoreboard. I mean, there was no rebounds, no assists, no nothing from him. Do you have any thoughts on what's happened to him?
10: Yeah, and he fell over a couple times. Twice, twice, yeah. Uh, I don't, don't, Billy. I do wonder, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on air, but maybe off, maybe he just is not trusting his legs right now. I mean, coming off that injury maybe there's some mental you know having to get over the mental hurdles i know that's been a thing for athletes just with all those type of major leg injuries or major hamstring injuries that you know they just have trouble getting their legs under them again so maybe it's something with that but man it, it's just been i you've got, you feel bad for him cuz you can tell he's working hard he's trying his best and it's just it's not happening but like you said I'm nothing on the stat line and he, it was so bad that they couldn't trust him to play at all in the second half, uh, when they really needed an offensive spark. And that's the reason he's here: yeah. uh, to knock down shots and put points on the board. And uh, he's giving you nothing, and you can't—he's giving you nothing to a point where you can't even afford to play him. It's, it's really, really concerning. I'm not really quite sure uh, what's going on. It doesn't seem like Cal, and I don't know if I can blame him for that. Doesn't know what's going on either. So I, I do have to wonder if some of it is just mental. Uh, oh, trusting yeah. his feet again, or just mental that he knows he's in a slump and he can't quite get out of it.
3: Can I tell you guys what I think the most incredible takeaway was from this game? Yes. Believe it or not, for go everything for we just talked about, everything. Yeah. This game was tied with eight minutes to go, and Kentucky I at sure the line was. and missed the front. End. Was it Oscar or Livingston who missed <laughs> the front? I think that was Oscar. End. It was Oscar. Okay, it was Oscar. It was one, of his, one. one of his one of his o for fours. Yeah. and which, yeah. which should have expanded with it with the and ones he missed cuz Livingston missed at least one and yet yes. UCLA was out playing him uh I give Calipari credit for changing his lineup at halftime or actually late in the first half uh and started uh Livingston I think but did Ware mm-hmm. even get in in the second half
10: yes Ware started where started the That's second right.
3: half and then he was not seen the second
10: half. Half of the second half. Yeah, because they needed <laughs>
3: scoring, and, and to be kind, right? This that kid played his butt off, but yes, he did. When he was out there offensively, it was four on five. He he
9: just yeah, he scored uh, two points. Yeah, right. unless
3: he's got a putback or something, he has a hard time generating offense. But um, right. yeah, this game was right there for the taking. Everything you and Billy and I just talked about, yeah. Aaron. You just thought they lost by twenty.
10: Right, and I mean. Being there, Kentucky fans certainly outnumbered UCLA fans. Sure. UCLA actually had more fans than I thought would be there. But And, man, you would never have known it until the, that point in the game when they tied it up. It got loud in there. It was a go big blue chant. felt like momentum had completely shifted. And then they missed that free throw. And after they missed that free throw, and then there was a, there was a play by Wheeler. It was either a missed shot or a turnover. turnover. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what it was? It was the technical foul for the flop. Oh,
9: that's right.
10: After the technical foul for the flop, UCLA won on a 60 run yeah. And Kentucky never, you know, I think they got within four at the last media timeout, but they never were able to call no. back within a basket. No. And that that play and then the missed free throw by Oscar, uh, were killers. Yep. Uh, Momentum wise. Yep. And it was just again, it was another game where, you know, the talent you could tell they're similar, you can tell there's opportunities to win. But there's too many mental hurdles and too many issues on offense, both schematically and just, you know, execution uh, yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. That it's They're not winning games like this right now.
11: Aaron, over the last 48 hours, I've taken a lot of calls, a lot of angry members at the I, Big Blue, I've Blue heard Nation, them. Uh, whether it be mm-hmm. uh, at players missing free throws, or John Calipari in his refusal to evolve sure. the offense anymore. But I want to ask you, do you think that this team has the sense of urgency now? I mean, it, they're, they're always going to want to win their next game, but does it feel like there's after they've struggled so much against these non-conference opponents that this may not be a cakewalk to a, an NCAA tournament Sweet 16?
10: Yeah, Billy, it's hard, it's hard to tell right now. I mean, I'd love to say, yeah, I see it, but I, I just haven't i haven't seen it yet i just haven't you i didn't see it during warm-ups like where the media seating was it was right where ucla was coming in i'll tell you they were fired up they were screaming uh in the tunnel they were ready to go they were annoyed that that ohio state north carolina game went into (laughs) overtime they were ready to ball and ready to play they wanted to prove it and you know mick cronin after the game man (laughs) i was like he's not a guy who shows much emotion that was you know, they call him Swaggy Cal. That was Swaggy Cronin. He was enjoying enjoying that victory, and you could tell it meant a lot to his team. And I I just haven't seen that from Kentucky this year, no. even after the Michigan game. Uh, I know you were there, Dick, but from watching the presser, at least from home, I didn't see the fire with Case Wallace and Oscar after winning that game. It just didn't seem like that win was enough to kind of get the momentum going. And, well, I mean, from Chris, it was Chris Livingston and Lance Ware after the presser. Yeah. them whom played pretty well. So maybe they were kind of just happy they had a moment, but I didn't feel really didn't sense any like being down or being really annoyed with the loss. And, you know, I'll watch from home what Oscar and Toppin, I believe, are the two guys speaking with the media say tomorrow. Uh, but, man, it's 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 hard to see it right now. Yeah, I guess maybe if they do get an emotional win, assuming they kept one uh, in conference play, uh, maybe it'll turn the tide. But right now I don't see it.
3: They had fire on the court against Michigan. Really, I was yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. But yeah, post game, I thought Aaron is more relieved than anything. <laughs> right, you know. Right. Which exactly. is understandable. You,
10: sure. Yeah, and that's for sure, but usually when they get big wins, even when there's some relief, I usually, you know, usually see some sort of like I don't
3: know, they're more energy. I think they were just you thinking about. I think start. they were just thinking about getting home. Quite frankly, right? Because <laughs> they knew they had a long, a long trip ahead of them.
8: Aaron Gershon right.
3: is with us. He is ordinarily in the studio, but he is on the road celebrating the holiday season with some family members. And when we come back, we'll talk about Kentucky football. We'll hear from a couple of Wildcats. One of whom you'll like this, Aaron. I think was was he must have been speaking directly to Billy Rutledge. When he made his comments. We're back in just a minute. It's the statewide BBI.
4: Hi, I'm Capri. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich.
7: Hey, I'm Michelle. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good.
11: Order a Grilled Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
0: This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable.
8: Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA.
0: And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The
8: iForce Max Hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower.
0: And with the multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction.
8: While the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes.
0: When we say you can go anywhere and do anything...
8: Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places.
4: Hey, Blue Blue Nation, Cash Daniel here, and I want to tell you about my friends over at UK Federal Credit Union. I've been a long time member of UKFCU ever since the first day I stepped on campus, and I think you should become a member as well. UKFCU offers all the products and services of traditional banks, such as checking accounts, auto loans, along with online and mobile banking options. But unlike those other places, UKFCU is a local Kentucky owned credit union right here in your backyard. They bleed blue just like you and me, UK Federal Credit Union. It's banking, only better.
5: Federally insured by NCUA, membership eligibility required. For full details, Call 800-234-8528.
4: It started as a dream, and here they are, moving day. Wait, isn't
2: moving supposed to be stressful? Oh, that's right. They bought their home from Weikert. Their Weikert agent guided them from start to finish to make sure they found their perfect place. And here they are, home, dream, move, home, Weikert. Call your local Weikert office to make your move. Each Weichert-franchised office is independently owned and operated. The Big Blue Dream
1: is alive and well, and you can count on the Cats to deliver the best performance possible. You can also count on Welch Printing Company, an avid supporter of UK athletics, to deliver on all of your printing and communication needs. Like a well-oiled team, Welch has the personnel and commitment to consistently deliver your projects on time and on budget. Welch Printing produces award-winning litho and digital printing for your marketing and communication needs. Visit our website, welchprinting.com, or call us to learn more about how we can deliver more for you.
6: First Watch, the daytime cafe, is serving up good mornings to wildcat country. Here at First Watch, we begin each morning at the crack of dawn, slicing fresh fruits and vegetables, baking muffins, and whipping up our French toast batter from scratch. We use only the finest ingredients for the freshest taste around. Whether you want breakfast for lunch or lunch for breakfast, at First Watch, everything is made to order and freshness is never compromised. First Watch is proud to be the official breakfast of UK athletics. Go, cats! Welcome
3: back. It's the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel, Billy Rutledge in the studio. Aaron Gershon's on the Celebrity Hotline. Today, we had a chance to talk to some of the football Wildcats about the upcoming Music City Bowl. You heard Curtis Birch's conversation with Barion Brown and Kenneth Horsey. We also had a chance to talk to Jay Bullware, the new dual-purposed coach, special teams and running backs. In which order? Well, listen to this comment, and this is against the backdrop of Billy Rutledge's rant last week that UK should open the vault and hire a separate special teams coach just to worry about that. Well, I think Coach Bulware was talking to Billy Rutledge right here.
1: Over 50% of the teams or 50% of the personnel on the teams, they're making a living doing what? Playing special teams. You're not going to put Najee Harris, for example, on a special team. You're not going to put Minka Fitzpatrick On special teams you're not going to put TJ Watt on special teams so all those starters they're starters on offense and defense there's they're they're those multi-million dollar guys that that make a living doing what they do in the stadiums but the other half of that football team is making a living on special teams And, and if you want to be a better player if you want to have a chance to get to the NFL and make the roster you have to start honing in on your fundamentals and techniques In special teams so when a coach says I'm not gonna have a full-time special teams guy you know on our staff that's what I am and I got another position but I'm a full-time special teams guy too I can take that load I've been handling that load for quite some time so if you're not gonna have a guy like me that 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 goes off and studies all the different aspects of the game then you're cheating your football team you just care you just care about that kid while he's in your program that kid has a goal and a dream To play in the NFL and I can't tell you how many guys I saw during that year that I spent with the Pittsburgh Steelers multi-talented dudes can he play a special teams for you Danny Smith no sir he's not he's not a special teams player for me can he play a special team yes sir he can play three of the four I want him and that makes a difference so I'm trying to help these kids realize their dreams
3: I should have edited in myself going Billy (laughs) When he said, I'm a full time special teams coach. I mean, I could have left that, I could have let that go for another couple of minutes. He was really outspoken about that. He rattled off the names of all conference performers that he helped produce at the college level, uh, multiple players. So I I know you're not going to concede anything, Billy, but. Because he's still coaching running backs.
11: Well, if it's so important, then maybe you'd have a coach that only focused on special teams. (laughs) See, I knew
3: it.
11: uh, Actually, I actually loved hearing him say that. Because it it does seem like it is an emphasis for him. And that's what Kentucky needs. Even though they were so good the year before, it just all fell apart this year. But that makes me happy, even though I would change the rules and have a coach for every position. (laughs)
3: Would you have a separate coach for punter, kicker, and returns?
11: Um, Not necessary, no. I think we could all group that in. But besides that, yes, we need a coach for every single one. group.
3: And if the special teams aren't working together, he should stand over there and stay out of the way.
11: That's right, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we've got one more comment. He worked a year with the Steelers in the lab, he said, and he mentioned on one occasion Benny Snell. So I came back to that and asked him about Benny.
1: Benny's making a living on special teams. He's making a living, and he's he's there to provide the necessary depth at the running back, not that he can't do it because he can. You saw him step in there and get it done, but he understands his role. He's not a selfish player, and he goes out there and gets the job done week in and week out, and he's getting paid for it very well right now. I love him. Love him. Aaron, you like what you're hearing
3: from this guy?
10: Absolutely. I mean, he definitely seems um, – I mean – the special teams this year, I I was just the fact there weren't that many answers for it. I think kind of told you that maybe even uh, Stoops was concerned on the level. It was kind of just, oh, it's got to get better. It wasn't kind of explaining exactly what was going wrong. Some of the conversations that were being had and all that and all, everything he just touched on showed how important, you know, special teams means to him, uh, how big it is, how big of an emphasis. And he's right. I mean, guys like Benny Snell, who, I mean, he just never panned out as the elite running back or even a 2nd third down running back in the NFL. He had some good moments, uh, especially during that 2020 season, and he had that one game against the Colts this year
9: yeah. uh, where
10: he did a nice game out of the backfield, but it hasn't worked out. But he's making a living in the NFL on special teams. And he'll probably get a second contract mm-hmm. on special teams. And it, that is something, if you are able to bring that lesson to your locker room, And it motivates guys to play special teams because we hear all the time that guys don't like special teams. And I'm sure it's true. You know, it's extra running, it's extra work, whatever. But if he can bring that in as motivation, Hey, you want to excel in special teams because look at what I did with this guy and look at what he's doing in the NFL or turn to a guy like Matt Slater of the Patriots who's been in the league 18 years as yeah, a gunner. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And he has, he has worked with guys who are living proof of that. So and a long snapper yeah,
3: he coached. A long snapper he coached. I don't remember his name. He's still in the league. Uh, and right. I will tell you this. Rich Brooks' best offensive teams there in the mid-aughts had four really good running backs. One of them playing together. One of them made the NFL. The other ones had trouble with injuries. Alfonso Smith, who was the fastest of the four. no, yep. Derek Locke was actually faster, but Alfonso remained healthiest of all and became a terrific special team. One of one of the better gunners in the league. So I also have yep. another comment I want to share with you guys. Curtis talked to Kenneth Horsey, but he talked to him either before or after we did uh, the the assembled media. And I've been asking every player that I can about the notion that according to talking heads, writers, bloggers, some fans, that bowl games are meaningless. And I've always taken issue with that. And I'm going to tell you what, so do Kenneth Horsey.
7: I despise that. I despise that because I learned firsthand that every opportunity to step on the field is a privilege. It's a gift. I experienced it firsthand, how quickly that can be taken away from you. And I don't want anybody, and this is not a shot to anybody who's not playing, for anybody who decides to go their own way, because everybody's path is different. I'm not a judgmental guy that's going to talk about anybody else's life. I'm focusing on here and what the guys in this room. There's a lot of taking this bowl game for granted. And no matter if it's the fans, the players, everybody has to realize that all of this is a blessing. All of this is a gift. No matter if if somebody were to tell you you could only go see one more Kentucky game in your life. Would you care who we played against? No. Because you love because the true fans, the true Kentucky fans love to see us go out there and give our hearts and souls no matter We can we can be playing outside in the parking lot at eight o'clock in the morning. Because we said it doesn't matter. Every time we get to do this is a gift and we have to understand that.
3: We could be playing in the parking lot at eight o'clock. I just love that sound bite. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, I wish you had been there when you heard this because we were all looking at each other like, man, that's good stuff right there. And yeah, yeah. it's meaningless to the reporters who were assigned to these games. It's not the playoffs. It's not a huge story. But, it, you know, that, I just think that's so arrogant to say. It's meaningless because I don't like going to this game or whatever.
10: Absolutely. And that was, I mean, he he nailed every point. And, yeah. I mean, from what I, what I was listening to today, is this game meaningless to Destin Wade?
9: I mean, it Heck sounds no. like
10: that kid is going to get a start in his hometown and I mean, get some momentum going into next year when he's, you know, inevitably going to have to match up with the transfer in camp and get some experience. And a guy like Kenneth too. I mean, look, if he has a really good game, maybe, you know, he changes his mind or maybe it leans him yeah. one way or the other toward the NFL or you are coming back. So, and it's an opportunity just to put
11: the uniform on yeah, again.
10: Yeah. I don't think that's you know, for the smaller schools and yeah. the smaller bowls, all the guys play because it's the chance to play one more time. Yeah. Go ahead, Billy. most of them are not going to the league.
11: Uh, yeah, I love his passion, and it, it sounds like it was personal for him. You hear him say it's a gift to play, uh-huh. and he experienced how Remember quickly he, he can be, be taken surgery. away. Yes, right. Surgery. So, right. I mean, obviously, uh, like he's saying, he's speaking from the heart, no pun intended. But uh, I will say, if I was watching one more Kentucky game for the rest of my life, or one more time, I would care who the opponent is. Maybe that doesn't make me a true Kentucky fan. But, Dick, I don't want to watch a 40-point blowout against an FCS team. I'd rather watch a, a game versus a
3: rival. Come well, on, Dick. Iowa's becoming a rival. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah, we Iowa, don't like that. I,
11: honestly, if they play every year, might as
10: well. Yeah, I know.
3: Now, you know, that's, that's one of the few. I love covering bowl games because I never thought I'd get to see another one. But, yeah, Iowa, That's it's not going to be a, r- a real pretty game, though, is it? No, no, I don't no. think
11: so. Yeah. And it's already being called, like, the most unwatchable bowl game yeah. of the bowl season. <laughs> well, because I've got this and almost... Every time
10: that happens, it ends That's up being true. wacky and fun. That's I mean, true. look, that that Virginia Tech matchup, I mean, Virginia Tech was not a fun team that year, and then you had all the pregame stuff where oh, they wanted yeah. to fight, and it became a hell of a game, and it was probably the best game of bowl season. It so was never voted.
3: Know. It was voted the best Absolutely bowl game. Absolutely was. After the fact, it it's was. true, yeah. It was so a lot of fun. you never know. And you just so, got
11: to punch somebody on the other side of the field before the game starts. Get, it, bring get it on. the juices flowing. Let's do we'll, it.
3: We'll hear from some of the defensive players tomorrow, but they're going to have to go along. And by the way, Barry and Brown was great as well. Another guy yeah. from the Nashville area. Uh, and, Absolutely. And he's, you know, he he said he is so stoked for this game, Aaron.
10: Absolutely. Yeah. He probably grew up a Titan fan yeah. and playing in yeah. that
3: stadium. Let's go. All right. We'll take a break. Come back and talk more UK sports and World Cup on the BBI. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible.
6: The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts. 388
3: 4424 388 4424 atmosphere air quality the experts
4: shamrock bar and grill on heartland
3: parkway has always
4: been your home for good food great times cold beer and the biggest games on tv but did you know you can bring that world famous shamrock atmosphere to your home shamrocks is now delivering food growlers and six packs to your door Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also
9: have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats.
8: A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road.
9: Get your boots at the
3: boot store. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at
5: 271-8852. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMellers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Miller's, if you can dream it, we can design it.
1: Hey guys, game's on!
6: Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den.
7: Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos.
6: Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the cat's energies go to serving up wins, at KU, our energies go to serving you.
3: Border to border, it is the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, Billy Ruddlett, joined now on our Celebrity Hotline by a longtime friend and a longtime host of the Sunday Morning Sports Talk here in Lexington, stepped away from that show a couple of years ago, but also a former, or I don't know, Mark Berger, do you still play soccer at all at any level?
2: I uh, left several years ago. I guess almost ten years ago now. With two uh, original ACLs, and I thought forty-five <laughs> with both uh, those and original equipment was a good enough time to drop that nonsense.
3: That's, uh, yeah. So you just concentrate it's, it's on the on bit. the distance running. Good for you. Uh, but which, I know that this isn't actually any better for my knees. Well, so maybe not. Good. Maybe not. That's why I gave it up a long time ago. Get on a get in the pool or get on a bicycle. Um, I did want to discuss the World Cup. We're going to get the UK sports uh, here in a few minutes, but. Uh, it, it was too big a deal, and, and Mark, Billy and I were just talking, neither one of us watches uh, soccer for any length of time. I I watch UK soccer, of course, but I know a lot of folks love to get up on Sunday morning, pick a team and all that. I, I do not, but I was drawn to this game. There were great storylines. I was in London while it was going on, so watch some soccer over there, football, if you will. But we tuned in to what turned, and you tell me, but I got to think you agree with, in the rest of the world, that was one of the greatest games ever. Had to be all things it, considered, right? It wasn't one
2: of anything. It's the greatest soccer match I've ever watched in my No life. kidding, and it's not even close. Wow, no, it was just so good. And, and there's there's so many turns, there's so many twists in it. You know, the 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 biggest stars shone the most brightly. And I think you know, and I know you'll you, you would bring them up anyway. But the the thing with Messi is that. You know, when he's had opportunities in the World Cup yes. before, it's just not been his day. That's you know, right. we watched uh, we watched him lose to Germany, yes. you know, eight years ago. And, mm-hmm. and he just like he was just never really super involved. And he had lost, uh, you know, one of one of his other best players that you know prior to that match. And, and they really struggled as a team. But he just hadn't been the guy that people know of in a World Cup match before. But he was he was the star of the show and and that was amazing to see and and Mbappe from oh. France was just absolutely incredible and yeah. and for France to look as bad as they did uh mm-hmm. for what the first 35 minutes and come back and and tie the tie the match and you know you go into to the to the added time and 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 I just I cannot overstate how incredible the save at the end by the oh, Argentinian yeah. goalkeeper. I think it's Martinez was like, that's the position I played for 30 years. And really? that is, you know, the, 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 the whole point is to be in the right place and make yourself as big as possible. And when I played a lot of indoor, I was, I would just tell people that the lion's share of the job was to uh, be in the right spot and be fat, you know? <laughs> and so he's got to get to where he can potentially make a play make himself as big as possible and mm-hmm. hope. And that was that was at the death, right? That was hundred and twenty three minutes into what was supposed to be a hundred and twenty three minute match uh with the added time and the the injury time on the added time and all that stuff. Yeah. Um so that was gonna be the last play of the match. Right. If if it goes in, it's over. Messi doesn't get his World Cup. Everybody thinks about everything differently.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh and and for him to have made that play under those circumstances as difficult as it was, was extraordinary. And it was the, you know, then they go into penalty kicks. But that, that save for me will yeah. be sort of the, the, the crowning moment of that, of what was, again, the greatest soccer match I've ever watched in my whole life.
3: Mark, what are what are your feelings about it? And, and as a sports talk show host in America, of course, you have to be an air quotes expert on everything. And <clears throat> We know how that plays out. But on the basic sports, you're, you're well-versed and well-schooled on them. Uh, I am not when it comes to soccer, so I'm not qualified – to comment uh, beyond just a personal opinion about penalty kicks deciding one of the biggest championships literally on the planet. I mean, I know it's throughout soccer it's decided this way, as far as I know. But what are your thoughts on that? And I realize they'd already played more than two hours. Can't ask them to come back tomorrow and play again. But it just seems really odd to me.
2: Well, as, as again, a 30 plus year goalkeeper, I believe that they're an evil force in nature and should be <laughs> abolished under all circumstances. They're just, they're relentlessly unfair, yeah. but you, you sort of nailed it, Gabe, the, the they're not, they're an imperfect way to solve an equation really, but they're almost the only way because you, you've got guys and, and part of the deal is the, the soccer substitution rules. It's a little better now that you can bring five in, um, you know, so you can sub almost half the team but that means six guys have played 123 minutes of soccer and I, it's actually more than that because they they take out when they when they do the the math at the end they take out all the the injury time so it was really more like an hour and 30 you know 135 minutes right so 215 or whatever it was um and you just can't ask those guys to keep running forever and hope that right. somebody scores a goal now the way those two teams were playing somebody would have absolutely scored a goal but you don't know how long that takes uh, and you don't get to just, comp- you know, it's not like hockey overtimes in the, in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs where they just play sudden death forever. You know, um, you don't get to keep running fresh legs out there. And right. it's just too, da- I, I, I really believe it's too dangerous. Yeah.
9: Um,
2: you know, and for the same reason, you don't pitch pitchers 200 innings a game anymore. It's, it's, it's a terrible financial decision at this point with guys that are making $90 million a year, you know?
3: Sure. Absolutely.
11: I just like to and think, it's a you terrible, know.
2: It, don't get me wrong. Was that Billy? I'm sorry.
11: No, go ahead, Mark. What were you going to say?
2: It really is a terrible way to 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 determine the winner in a in a in a match especially as great oh, as that one. Exactly. But it really, at a certain point, you just have to end it, and that's that's the only thing that makes sense in context.
11: I was going to say it's just like you know Kentucky, Michigan State. They go to overtime. One overtime isn't enough. So instead of playing <laughs> another one, they have a free throw shooting contest yeah. with five right. of their guys. It's it's actually
2: it's, the reality is it's even less fair than that. But it, like, uh, because the goalkeeper honestly, you know, the, again the the Argentinian goalkeeper had one save, maybe two. Okay, no one, and the and the other one got pulled wide. Um, you know, but it, it, they don't really have much of a chance unless the, the, they have to sort of intersect accidentally for a goalkeeper to make a save in one of those situations. Um, nope. free throws at least there's no defender up there you don't like, <laughs> suddenly get a tall guy up there and swat the ball away you know
9: yeah
11: that's a good that's a that's a good point actually between the two uh now mark i was surprised to learn that the tournament still goes on once the United states was knocked out <laughs> but it does Sure, of course <laughs> now now what are your thoughts on how the states played despite them losing to the Netherlands did they earn any respect back
2: uh i i don't know I did see a great tweet the other day that Argentina and the United States both ended the tournament with exactly one loss, which basically makes them co-champions. <laughs> um, but but I, like, I was really disappointed. I was glad they were in it. It was really awful to watch four years ago with, with no USA in the in this tournament at all. Um, I was, I thought it was, it was, it was impressive in its own way that they were easily the better team in all three of their ma- – in their first three matches. They were better than England the entire match. Um, you know, I thought they should have gotten a goal in a couple of spots. I, I wish I- – I I would like them to play a style that is a little bit more aggressive and and take their lumps if that's how it happens. Um, it- it's just – I don't know. This is going to sound ugly American, but it's just not a very American way to play soccer. There's no – it, I thought it was really tentative. It was really passive for the most part. And then when they did get their goals, uh, then they just shelled up and and I thought looked terrible. I, I thought the Wales match was unconscionable. Um, I understood what they did against England. They almost blew the lead again against Iran. You know, they they just they're not they weren't good enough defensively to do that. And I think you saw it in Argentina the other option, right? And again, they gave up the lead too, but they really dominated yes. through. 70 minutes by being the more aggressive team. And I, you know, maybe they ran out of gas, uh, oh, sure. You know, the yeah. Penalty kick that, that France got was fair. The Mbappe goal was just yeah. a work of art. Yeah. I don't think there's anything you can do about that um but it's just i, I don't know I, I don't like the idea of teams especially teams that aren't particularly great defensively and the US wasn't deciding to go into a shell and try and hold yeah. a lead it, you know it just and it it almost wrecked them
3: and that was one of the things that that bothered me and i do want to ask you about messi and mbappe but um i read something leading into i can't remember which match it might have been USA's second match it might have been with with britain england but it said they should play to win you know, and it wasn't just throw away a line like, hey, get out there and play to win, fellas. It was like instead of doing what you just described, Mark, you know, maybe playing for a draw or hoping you can knock one in, play to win, meaning be aggressive. But you're right. And as someone who doesn't watch a whole lot of, of soccer until, you know, World Cup time, the the championship match was endlessly entertaining. Uh, and for many reasons. You know what it reminded me of, Mark? It reminded me of the UK Duke game in ninety two. Because one yeah, team overcame it slugfest a slugfest. Yes. By but, you know, remember Kentucky fell behind double digits in that game and had to come back and tied it up, took the lead, you know, it went oh, back yeah. and forth. You know, and now I, I, I know how rare it is. France scoring two goals within, what, two minutes? Come on.
2: 90 seconds.
3: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was,
2: that was bonkers. Oh, man. And you can kinda of see look like, like I got a really uneasy like I really, really, really wanted Argentina to win. I like like I really wanted Messi Why? to get his World okay. Cup. Me too. I, I felt like he he like he he has been the best player bar none of most of my lifetime, the post Maradona part of my lifetime. And I like that was the one thing he hadn't been able to accomplish. And at one point he was gonna leave the Argentinian national team. He'd gotten so frustrated. Um and I really thought that that this was I didn't think they were good enough to beat France, honestly, but I really wanted him to win. And when yeah. they went up 2-0, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, might actually happen. And then they, France got the penalty kick, and you just had this really uneasy feeling about things. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and it, it ended up working out, and I'm glad it did. But it was you – know, you, you your heart sort of sunk in that moment. because you thought, well, France is just better than them, and eventually they're going to figure it out. And they kind of did. Um, but the, I think the, the play-to-win thing in the England match, I understand. Like I said, I, I wanted him to be more aggressive at times too – but I think people misunderstand the nature of the contest through the group stage, right? The nature of the contest in the group stage is to get it is to accumulate enough points right, to advance to right. the knockout round. Because if you don't do that, it, it your your Every trip shot. there's meaningless, yeah. really. Um we've seen the US fail a number of times. But the, the point of those those first three matches is to accumulate enough points to stay in the tournament. So in certain situations, you know, play to tie is an okay yeah. thing. Right. You, you Like you have to have those things. I, I thought that after they tied Wales, which was a match they certainly should have won, they might have been a little more aggressive versus England. But in that space, you know that if you can get out of there with the draw, you beat Iran and you're through, you know, so. So it wasn't like the only thing that couldn't happen for the U.S. in that match was to lose. Right. Because if they lose that match, they they were on the verge of probably being eliminated. So it's just a, it's just sort of the nature of that piece of the tournament right, that right. you see a lot more draws and a lot more sort of passivity. Right. And when, when, you know, once you get into the knockout round, people get a lot more aggressive because you got to score and you got to take somebody out. And you, you really don't want to go into penalty kicks. People like that is the, that is, it's just so random. You don't want to put it in the hands of that
11: sort of chance. Uh, Mark, speaking of the nature of soccer, I've always wondered this, maybe not just about the World Cup, but it seems like soccer players do a lot more talking with the ref than maybe other sports. It seems like they're always <laughs> trying to work him, or complain about a call they just made or, you know, you know, roll on the ground to make sure he sees what's been happening. It's that relationship is much different than in other sports. It was not
2: that way at any level that I played, I can assure you. <laughs> that sort of behavior was an invitation to leave the match at any point, honestly. And I'm surprised it, it goes on um at the professional level. I really am. Like you see him they'll they'll like grab his arm, they'll make contact. Like he, we, we know what happens if you make contact with the referee at the Music City Bowl, right? Kid? Oh yes. <laughs> yes. You go home.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Be- Benny hurt the guy's feelings. Hurt his feelings. Right.
2: Got kicked out of the game. And it, it, it really is weird, and at that level, you have to say something pretty horrific, you know, to 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 get you know the ultimate soccer penalty of, of a red card and yeah. get it off. And and part of that's because it changes the nature of the game so much. Like to play with ten versus eleven, yeah. that they really hesitate to do that unless they just don't have any other choice? So if you're not being an idiot, they kind of let you go. Yeah. Um. But there's there have been at times, um, movements to rein that in. And they just haven't worked, and part of the reason they haven't worked is the officials aren't really willing to, to run somebody out if they, if they break yeah. that, that guidance, because at one point only the captain was supposed to talk to the official, even in, even right. in you know big European matches, but that obviously didn't yeah. stick.
3: Mark Berger is our guest. We'll come back and uh, get a comment from Mark about U.K soccer, and then we'll look ahead to the Music City Bowl, talk a little basketball here on the statewide edition of the BBI.
0: Toyota-Thon is on, and that's the best time to save on an exciting new Toyota Camry. America's best-selling car is loaded with style and innovation. You can even get one with all-wheel drive. At an EPA-estimated 52 mpg, the electrified Camry Hybrid could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. And every new Toyota comes with two years no-cost maintenance. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.
6: Noses don't stop running at five o'clock. Sore throats never sleep. Because your symptoms go around the clock, so do your options for care at Baptist Health. With evening hours seven days a week and 24 seven video visits, you always have access to the care you know and trust. To find the nearest urgent care location or to start your video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. This is urgent care centered on you.
0: DQ presents Picture This. Picture the burger of your dreams. It's on the new DQ Signature Stack Burgers menu. A lineup of five premium burgers, like the Flamethrower Signature Stack Burger and Loaded A1
4: Signature Stack Burger,
0: with 100% seasoned real beef patties, melty cheese, and a combo of top-notch toppings and sauces galore. This dream burger is calling your name. (gasps) But it isn't a dream. You're ordering at the DQ drive-thru. Hello the DQ Signature Stack Burgers lineup. Try today. DQ,
5: happy tastes good. A lot of banks claim to be the best, but we let our awards speak for us. Fork Bank has been named a Best Places to Work award winner for eight consecutive years. We attract and hire some of the best bankers in the region to provide you with a one-of-a-kind experience. And we were recently named a Best in State Bank by Forbes and the number one ranked bank in Kentucky based on an independent survey. So if you want to bank with the best, Bank with Fort Bank for a happier banking experience. Fork Bank, member FDIC
1: big
3: blue nation liquor barn has everything you need for this week's wildcat basketball action And you know what we make it easy to stock up for game watch parties all you have to do is head to your nearest liquor barn store or just go to liquorbarn.com to download the liquor barn app and place an order for pickup or delivery shop kentucky's favorite spirits wine and beer store and you know what you're gonna have yourself more time to cheer on the cats liquor barn where kentuckians go to celebrate life go cats
6: the year-end clearance starts now at P-Rats. Save up to thirty percent on closeout mattresses. Five hundred dollars instant savings on closeout purple mattresses. Plus, get a free power based upgrade. Refrigerators starting at five ninety-nine. Dryers from one ninety-nine. Freezers from one ninety-nine and more. Get up to five hundred dollars in free furniture with qualifying purchases. Plus, get a discount equal to the state sales tax. Up to five years financing with no minimum and no money down. Now during P-Rats year-end clearance sale. Final
3: segment of the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, Billy Rutledge. We heard from Aaron Gershon earlier. Mark Berger, longtime Sports Talk host here in Lexington, has joined us. And we talked. Mark, of course, a a soccer aficionado, played for 30 years or so and uh, still a big fan. Uh, Before I ask you about football and basketball, Mark, and you commented on those sports for uh, a a lot of years on Sunday Morning Sports Talk, tell me a little bit from, from your seat about kentucky soccer and man what a year undefeated ranked number one but upset in the first round of the playoff. actually the second round they had a bye but uh where is that program now in your eyes
2: i, I mean i it depends on recruiting obviously just like everything else if they keep recruiting the kind of players they have they're going to be they're, they're going to continue to be great i just you know it was heartbreaking to watch what happened to them and i think that is a great lesson about soccer i look soccer is the cruelest sport you know you only have to like if you fail one time in a basketball game right you have how many other opportunities right. to to make it right if if you fail one time in a football game you have if you if you can fail one time in a soccer match and lose to a team that's not as good as you if you just can't find the net and it 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 makes for some really weird outcomes um and it's just it can be just really crushing and heartbreaking and, and that's sort of what kentucky ran into in the, in the NCAA tournament but I mean I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna to continue to be good. I don't think there's any reason to to think that they're gonna go away anytime soon.
3: Yeah. Well, I gotta think you suffered through that UCLA loss and uh you're probably I know that you, you enjoyed your time on Sunday morning. You don't miss it. That would have been a lively I'm sure they had a lively show on Sunday. Uh but uh yeah, this is a this is a difficult team to watch right now, isn't it?
2: It really it like it is it's inexplicable. Um, on a number of levels, you know that the guys know how to play basketball, but you put them in a half-court offense, and it looks like they don't. And and it's, I think that the that that is an ongoing theme of Kentucky basketball of the last, I don't know how many years at this point, Gabe. And and at some point, you know, somebody at the top of that chain has to has to really want to make a change um, in, in the way that they address it. You know, I and I think, you know, you can keep bringing in number one recruiting class after number one recruiting class, but if 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 they're not in situations in which they can excel, I don't know what the point of that is other than to to potentially be good, but they don't look like a team that is in, that is playing in a way that's comfortable for the personnel that they have. And, and I, and that's a, you know, you could say, well, the players, their effort, blah, blah, blah. But if they're, if they're in a system that, that they're not comfortable playing in, that's, you know, that's something that I think, is, is something that the staff needs to address, like acknowledge and address. And it's been this way for a while now.
11: Speaking of systems, Mark, is this a foolish argument to think that United States soccer would be better if the America's best athletes played soccer?
3: Instead of basketball. You know,
2: I, I see that all the time. You know, but soccer's not made for – like, the, the biggest thing – somebody put out – who was it? NBC, maybe put out a really dumb graphic of imagine if these guys played and it was LeBron and, and Mike Trout, but soccer's, you know, soccer's not made for six foot eight, 220 pound guys. You know, it's just, that's just not the the deal. And the guys that play soccer are really, 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 really amazing athletes. And I, I've always hated I've always hated that argument. Like, I, I think there are guys like Chad Johnson, right. Loves soccer yeah. was a pretty good soccer player. Apparently at one point, Hakeem Olajuwon was a goalkeeper. Can yes, you mention that nightmare? That's right. Um, you know, so there are some some guys. who really like soccer. That Oscar, Oscar, Oscar was Shebway, a goalie. Yeah, that, it's a good call. That translate to other that transfer into other sports. But it's it's uh, it's an argument I've always hated because the guys that play soccer in America are are extraordinarily gifted athletes and are and are sort of tuned for what they do. And I it just like if you put LeBron James on the same field as American soccer players and said, well, he's just a better athlete, they would abuse him. What, if, what if he grew up would, playing soccer though?
3: What if he, what, what if that was all I, he did growing up?
2: It it would be a wild change to the game. You know, I remember there's a, there was a guy named Brian McBride, right? When, when U S soccer first started to to find its way a little bit, played for the, for the national team. And he was like, I thought he was a giant um, and his entire game where a lot of his game was, get a ball high in the middle and headed in. Yeah. Right. And and he would just jump over. And I thought he was a giant. It turns out McBride's like six foot one and still a giant. <laughs> I mean, he's like five nine. Right. And so it's just, it, it would be interesting to see a guy like that. There was a, um, I weren't, I just read his first name. Peter Crouch played for England for a long time. And, uh, yeah. and Crouch was like six, four, six, five. And he looked weird, like super weird. Um, and there's a, there's a great comment from Crouch. They asked him what he uh, would be if he hadn't been a soccer player. and I can't really say his answer on the radio, but it was funny. <laughs> um, you know, but it was just, it was weird to see a guy that big out there to be honest. So it'd be a total change in the game.
9: Yeah, if, yeah. If,
2: if somebody just grew to six, eight and decided he was still going to be a soccer player. And I wonder if the size um, wouldn't make it a little more difficult to, 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 Really be great at soccer.
3: Mark, I've you know, you only got about. The,
2: you, like your center of gravity changes and yeah. things like that.
3: I've only got about a minute left, but you were on the air when Kentucky was going through some real problems with football and you saw it get better and better. And now, of course, uh, the, the Mark Stoops era. They're going to a bowl game, not the bowl game we all thought they'd be going to, but will you watch it? Will you enjoy it? Of course.
9: Yeah.
2: I'll watch the game. It'll be fine. It's, it's not the kind of bowl games that I grew up with. I love bowl games unashamedly. Um, part of it is because bowl teams occasionally just rumble for no good reason. Um, who knows? <laughs> like, it's just a weird thing that, that happens in bowls. I love them. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoy football and it's in, in almost all of its forms, to be honest. So, yeah, I'll absolutely okay. watch that, and I will enjoy it.
3: Hey, thanks for your time. Thanks for the insight, as always. You want to give us a quick go, Norse? Norse up?
2: Go Norse. Norse up. Let's go. I do want to give you a rip, uh, Tom Browning, one of the nicest oh, pro yes. athletes
3: I've ever met. Tom really Browning, day. yeah, Mr. Perfect Game for the Reds. Only 61, Mark, but, uh, I, man, yeah. was he – You know, he signed – the Reds signed him because Keith Madison told Chief Bender, hey, this kid pitched really well against Kentucky. Might want to take a That's look awesome. at him. How about that? That's awesome. Thanks, Mark. Have a great was, evening. Appreciate it. such a nice guy. Y'all have oh, a good yeah. night. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. That's going to do it. All of you have a great holiday weekend for Billy, Dick Gabriel. That's it. Good night from Lexington.
2: You've been listening to Big Blue Insider, presented by the Cat's Paws. Big Blue Insider was brought to you by Kentucky Utilities, UK Healthcare, Prairie Farms, Barney Millers, Mingy Beef Jerky, Boone's Butcher Shop, Northside RV, and by John's Run Walk Shop.